What's the state of the banking industry in Florida today? Hi, this is Tom Field with Information Security Media Group. And I'm talking with Alex Sanchez, the head of the Florida Bankers Association. Alex, it's a pleasure to talk with you again. It's been almost a year since we did speak. Hey, Tom, great talking to you again, and uh, appreciate you setting this interview up. So, Alex, how have things changed since last we spoke just almost exactly a year ago? Well, well, Tom, you know, look, uh, we've been uh, through some challenging times, uh, but our banks are still here, uh, still serving uh, the communities throughout Florida and our customers, making dreams come true uh, in, through the purchases of homes and through the starts, uh, the startup of small businesses. And so our, our banks are, are lending uh, and, and are actively engaged because as our communities grow, so do our banks. And uh, uh, obviously none of us are, are happy in the times that we're living in, but we also realize that, uh, as many of us do, that we've been through tough and challenging times before, and we've made it out of those times, and we'll make, we'll make it out of these times as well. Alex, so Florida me. banks are, 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 you know, are, are, are you know, are, Doing well, meeting those challenges, and uh, and and uh, ready to get through this uh, sooner versus later. Now, where would you say that Florida institutions are unique in the nation compared to institutions in other parts of the country? Well, I don't know if we're unique, uh, Tom, because at the end of the day, uh, the heart and soul of not only Florida's economy but our nation's economy is small business. So bankers are. Lending for the purchase of a home, which is obviously, as you know, uh, a very uh, you know a very normal, succinct uh, thing that Americans do, and also the startup of a small business. So, in that regard, we don't know different. What we're perhaps we're different is where we are. We have been in a growth state, uh, and there's only three or four other states that really could match us in that regard. Uh, and uh, and even with the slowdown of the last year or two, Florida will still surpass New York. It is expected in the next census this year to become the third largest state in the country behind California and Texas. So our, our Florida banks, you know, are meeting the the needs of our small business uh, customers in in Florida uh, and 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 the homeowners uh, in our state. And, and in that regard, it's no different than anywhere else. What do you find to be your state institution's biggest banking challenges this year as we start to get into 2010? Uh, I think, you know, I think it's with the regulators, Tom. I think the examiners uh, are, are, you know, are, you know, can overpress and over uh, be zealous in, in their examination of our banks. At the end of the day, look, our bankers believe in their customers, want to work with our customers, uh, you know. It, and, and, and if we don't have the, if the examiners do not give us the time to work through loans with our com- customers, we're never going to jumpstart this economy. It, it's a debt spiraling if if our examiners ask us to ask our com- customers to raise a million dollars in cash to to put into the loan project. That means then our customers have to fire sale some of their assets, which means at a fire sale they're going to be appraised lower which means it affects the appraisal value of the surrounding properties. Uh, and, and then if we have to write this off, it will keep hurting our capital uh, condition of our banks, and, and nobody wants that. So, you know, we need more time to work through these issues with our customers who are, the, again, the small business owners and the major employees of our state if we're going to jumpstart this economy. 
Well, let me ask you about regulatory reform. When we spoke a year ago, there was a lot of buzz about it. That kind of went away, and everybody jumped into health care, but now everybody's jumping back into banking again. What do you expect to see in terms of regulatory reform this year? Well, you know what I, I, I you know, look, uh, uh, the president uh, and, and mem- some members of Congress uh, have forgotten about, you know, who who, who has st- who started the financial crisis. It, it was Wall Street, not Main Street, and uh, and our traditional FDIC banks uh, have serviced our customers. I provided uh, the the stability needed, uh, and it was the non-bank lenders and the non-bank institutions who really should be targeted by these some of these proposals flying around in Washington today. And I've been disappointed that uh, the president uh, himself came out on his white paper on the uh, the proposed Consumer Finance Protection Agency and said that 94% of the toxic mortgages. That Americans uh, obtained came from the non-banks, the non-FDIC traditional banks, uh, the non-FDIC banks. So if that's the case, why are you going after the FDIC banks then, sir? Uh, it will be my response to the president. Uh, you know, get the mortgage brokers, get all these mortgage companies and and uh, and, and alike who who really are don't have the level of scrutiny. Uh, that FDIC banks have with four federal banking regulators, the FDIC, the OCC, the OTS, and the Federal Reserve Bank in the United States, in addition to the state banking regulator. So, you know, target the SCC. You know, not one head is rolled yet because of Madoff at the SCC, the Securities and Exchange Commission. Why is that? Uh, you know, Tom, can I ask that question? I mean, you know, who's regulating the uh, rating agencies who put AAA on investment securities that ordinary Americans, that small business owners, as well as corporate America, bought investments thinking it was AAA or AA rated when, in fact, it was triple D rated? Do we know how they put that uh, AAA on something that was really triple D? Nobody knows. Certainly nobody in Congress does. So let's go after them, not to traditional FDIC banks, but... What happens to them at the end of the day, they end up going after, after us because we're an easy target. And, uh, and, and, you know, and Congress needs to really, uh, uh, put its attention where it's needed. And that is the non, uh, banks who really cause this crisis. Do you think, Alex, that you'll see substantive regulatory change this year or just more talk about it? Well, I mean, I, I hope it is, but I hope it's against again the, the non banks and the those financial service players who who made risky moves and took risky uh, positions. Uh, at the end of the day, our traditional FDIC banks have uh, you know do no no more than plain vanilla and uh, bread and butter products for our bank for our customers. You know, uh, at an FDIC traditional bank, so. Uh, that's not what causes this crisis, uh, and and if we do, we will probably see some uh, you know legislation in the too big to fail category, uh, uh, so that there will never be an institution that will be considered too big to fail, uh, and then hopefully uh, the targeting of the non-FDIC, the non, uh, the targeting of the uh, non-banks uh, who 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 played a role who. Quite frankly, Tom, many of them are out of business now. Many of these non-FDIC banks 
who caused this crisis are out of business. But what I think Congress should do is to work to prevent any such type of uh, entity from ever uh, mushrooming again and having such a big impact in our economy and our country when, in fact, they help cause the crisis. Alice, when we spoke last year, we talked about security, and the biggest security threat to your institutions was still traditional bank robberies. Well, certainly since then, we've seen the Heartland breach, we've seen ATM fraud and ACH fraud and other schemes. What would you say this year are the biggest security threats to your institutions? Well, you know, it's a good question, uh, and that, unfortunately, as you know, Tom, are... uh, is keeping up with the uh, with the bad guys who who tend to always who tend to always um, change their modus operandi uh, and update their technological uh, methods. So we'll have to see what uh, what they come up with, and that's unfortunate. That's why our industry spends billions of dollars uh, in securitizing our accounts and keeping our customers' information safe and secure against these type of breaches and bad guys. What have you found to be the biggest threats to institutions you speak with? Uh, I think, you know, what you named last year was probably right on point. Uh, But what will happen this year, that remains to be seen, and we hope that, uh, you know, you can put a lid on it, as they say. Well, we're in a new year now, and uh, in terms of, of banking and regulation security, what do you expect are going to be the big banking stories that Florida institutions are talking about this year? Um, you know, I I think the the you know getting over this uh, economic period, Tom, that we're living in, I think that's going to be the key. I think that's what is mostly on our bankers' mind and their customers, getting through this, stabilizing real estate. Uh, you know, being smarter uh, about growth in the future. Obviously, we've all learned from this experience from the last two years. Uh, you know, and and certainly our industry are. You know, remember we only controlled forty percent of the lending market in in uh, in Florida uh, and in the country. Uh, the other sixty percent was controlled by the non-FDIC banks. So, uh, as as a Federal Reserve economist recently told me, the economy starting se- turning south when all this subprime money went away that was flowing around the community that was issued by the non-banks. Uh, I think you know Fannie and Freddie have to get a grip on you know what kind of securities are they buying, what kind of mortgages are they buying in the secondary market? Are these people qualifying? Who, who gave these loans? Because if you get it from an FDIC bank, a banker wants not only for you to buy a home, Tom, more importantly, they want you to buy a home you can afford to stay in. So our biggest challenge is, uh, you know, the government's got to put a lid on these non-FDIC lenders who are willy-nilly lending money to people. uh, and, And we as Americans also have to be held responsible, too. I mean, it's it's our responsibility to live within our means. And that's something many Americans forgot, Tom, in the last few years. Sure. Well, it sounds like you get your work cut out for you, and it's going to be a lot of awareness, uh, not just with, with customers and with institutions, but with legislators. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Because everybody wants to blame the banks for everything. At the end of the day, we need to point the fingers at ourselves. Banks make loans uh, as, as a living. 
But it, it, again, banks only control 40% of the lending market, and to get a loan from a banker, you got to qualify. So now the president's saying, why don't banks make loans? And yet we were criticized before for making too many loans. So which one is it, sir? You know, we just can't make loans to people. They have to qualify. Because if you cannot repay back the loan based on the scrutiny from the five regulators we have at state and federal level, our banks would get written up and and, uh, sanctioned. So people have to qualify when you get a loan from a bank. Uh, and, and, and the problem was that the non-bank lenders were giving these loans out like hotcakes to people who didn't qualify. See, I'm ready to talk to you in another year from now and see how things have gone already. All right, let's do it. Let's schedule the call for next week, Tom. Alex, a pleasure talking with you. I wish you well in 2010, and thank you for your time and your insight today. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Take care. Call anytime. You bet.